It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. On today's Smart 7, 100 days of conflict in the Israel-Hamas war, Taiwan's got a new president and lots more. It's Monday the 15th of June. It's Wikipedia Day and happy birthday, Pitbull. The Smart 7. It's news, but not for news. Sunday saw thousands gather in protest to mark the 100th day of conflict in the Israel-Hamas war. Over 2 million people have been displaced, more than 24,000 killed and 1% of the Gaza Strip's population wiped out since fighting began last October 7th. It follows two days of public hearings at The Hague after South Africa opened a genocide case against Israel at the International Court of Justice. But Britain's Foreign Secretary David Cameron says the whole thing's nonsense. I think the South African action is, is wrong. I think it's unhelpful. I think it shouldn't be happening. They are talking here about genocide. They're taking this um, case on, on the basis of genocide. And, you know, to prove that, you've got to prove that there, there was intent. Meanwhile, both the US and UK launched airstrikes across Yemen this weekend, targeting sites used by the Iranian-backed Houthis group. It's in response to a number of Houthi-led attacks on Red Sea vessels, which began after Israel's invasion of Gaza. Former MI6 head Sir Richard Dearlove says the UK government had no choice but to take military action. I don't think that the government has any choice. And I'm rather disappointed to see that both France uh, and Italy had been reluctant to associate themselves with this offensive. Labour leader Sir Keir Starmer's had a busy weekend of media appearances as he gears up for the general election. On Sunday, he attended the Jewish Labour Conference in North London, where he promised to eradicate anti-Semitism in the party. We will never let anti-Semitism sneak back into the Labour Party undercover. I see no greater cause in my leadership than this. I've dragged my party away from the abyss and I will never let Britain go anywhere near it either. It followed an appearance on Laura Koonsberg's show where discussion turned to channel crossings after five migrants drowned this weekend attempting to cross from France to England. He was asked about the Tories' controversial Rwanda scheme, but Sakir says that the best way to stop small boat crossings is to target criminal gangs. I absolutely agree that we need to stop these channel crossings. They're dangerous... We've lost control of our borders and we need to do something to stop the boats. Now, I think the starting place for that is to go after the criminal gangs that are running this vile trade. With his latest immunity hearing last Tuesday and the Iowa caucuses kicking off the presidential primaries on Monday, it's been a busy week for Donald Trump. The former president's due to return to court on Tuesday for a second trial in the defamation case brought forward by columnist E. Jean Carroll, who alleges she was sexually assaulted by Trump. It follows Trump's unsuccessful request to delay the trial so he could attend his mother-in-law's funeral, which was rejected by Judge Lewis Kaplan. And Trump's not happy about it, claiming Kaplan suffers from Trump derangement syndrome in a post on his Truth Social account. But lawyer and former Trump ally George Conway says it's Trump's mental state which needs to be called into question. He is a sociopath. One of the things I think that needs to happen this year is we need to start talking about Donald Trump's mental state. This is not a well man. (laughs) 
Taiwan elected its new president on Saturday and China's not happy about it. Lai Ching-te had served as the country's vice president since 2020 and his victory extends the Democratic Progressive Party's eight-year rule. But he's been branded a troublemaker by the Chinese government who had been urging Taiwanese voters not to support him. Lai Ching-te thanked voters for standing up to China in his first speech after winning the election. Through our actions, the Taiwanese people have successfully resisted efforts from external forces to influence this election. We trust that only the people of Taiwan have the right to choose their own president. Still to come on the Smart 7, Spurs hold Man United to a draw and Ryan Gosling gets sentimental right after this. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Welcome back. It was a bit of a quiet weekend in the Premier League after the winter break was reintroduced for the first time since 2020. It meant that only five fixtures went ahead, with Chelsea defeating Fulham 1-0, Man City beating Newcastle 3-2 and Burnley Luton Town, Everton Aston Villa and Man United Spurs all ending in draws. But it wasn't a bad showing for Spurs, who came back from behind twice to finish two all against Man United, with former Chelsea star Timo Werner securing an assist in his Spurs debut. Man United boss Eric Ten Hag says he wants to see more from his players going forward. Uh, we can play like this. Uh, with this group of players, definitely. Uh, we have uh, passing players like Eriksen and Bruno and Kobe Mano in the midfield. And then in front, we have so much space with Carnaccio, Holland and uh, Rashford. The Santa Barbara International Film Festival doesn't officially kick off until next month, but they hosted a gala night this weekend to present Barbie star Ryan Gosling with the Kirk Douglas Award for Excellence in Film. It recognises those who've made lifelong contributions to cinema, and Ryan joins legends Martin Scorsese, Dame Judi Dench and Robert De Niro as a recipient. He got all reflective on his career during his acceptance speech. I've gotten to go to the moon, be a motorcycle bank robber, a getaway driver, waltz, the stars, be an elementary school teacher, albeit a crack addicted one. <laughs> Become a replicant from the future, a gangster from the past, the lovelorn stuntman, and most recently, thanks to Greta, a 70 year old crotchless doll. Annie Nightingale made history in 1970 when she became the first female DJ on BBC Radio 1. On Thursday, she passed away at the age of 83 following a short illness. She got her start in the industry at 19 years old, writing a music column for a local newspaper in Brighton, where she was the only female reporter. There, she was able to interview the Beatles, whom she struck up a close friendship with. Her break into radio came in the 1960s, where she started doing features for the BBC, but it took several years before she was able to break into the Radio 1 lineup, where she remained the station's only female presenter for 12 years. Here she is on Desert Island Discs in 2020, talking about her early experiences on the station. R.I.P. Annie. I think, actually, the BBC also wanted it to fail. I think they thought, and we'll give it a year, and I think they were... Yeah, we'd be quite happy if it had not worked out. So it was a huge pressure yeah. on 
all of the people who worked in Radio 1 to make it happen. So they made their DJs super famous. You've been listening to The Smart 7. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. Hit that follow button and have a great day. Give us seven minutes, we'll give you the world.